0: We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk Share the word with us. So let's just welcome Mark. Good morning everybody. (coughs) Okay, so a little bit of a disclaimer to start with. If you're expecting a highly polished three-point sermon with a fantastic start, an interesting middle and a groundbreaking end, you've come to the wrong week. James is speaking next week. No pressure, James. <laughs> One random thought. This process for me started a, f- a few weeks ago. And God tends to speak to me by a particular circumstance I find myself in. And from that, thoughts then develop. And I'm going to allow you to enter into my very complex brain or my way of processing this morning so for the next 20-25 minutes I'm going to take you all on a journey I've been reading through Genesis recently and I find Genesis to be a really interesting book in the Bible it's the first book in the Bible for those that don't know and sometimes you can skip through that stuff and think oh that's just wonderful stories it's a children's story it talks about God's creation and the animals and stuff But actually, when we take God's word as being God's word, it's the basis of who we are. It's how he introduces mankind and lets us know where we came from, how we operate, what the mechanism was for relationship with him. One of the things I thought about was the fact that most of you probably know the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. But ever thought to yourself, I wonder if I would have done things differently? Imagine if you'd have been Adam or been Eve. Would you have done things differently? You see, God has placed you in a fantastic paradise. It's amazing. It's got all the trees and the fruits and everything. All you can eat buffet, 24-7. You don't have to work for it, you just have to be there and enjoy it. And that's what God put creation there for, for our enjoyment, for us to actually enjoy that stuff. And yet one word, one phrase from the enemy tore down that plan. And what was that word? It was, did God actually say? And as we go through this morning, think about that phrase, because I'm not being funny, but the enemy's not that smart because he still uses the same thing today to catch us out he still uses that same phrase today to say did God actually say you see from the right from the off the enemy has been trying to attack God's word to us so let me take you on this journey I wanted to talk about the counterfeit And I think the enemy is a counterfeit. He operates in counterfeit. He copies what God has created, and he puts a twist on it. Imitate fraudulently. For those that don't know, I am a Tottenham Hotspur fan. (laughs) And every single year, obviously most people know that football teams put out the new shirt for the new season. the price of the shirts for this season. If you want a cheap one, it's 80 pounds. If you want a player sort of shirt, it's 120 pounds. Now, as you can imagine, me going to tea and saying, tea, would you mind me purchasing another top when I've got about seven or eight already in my wardrobe from the previous seasons? It doesn't go down too well. But I've got wonderful sons that say to me, dad. There's a place called dhgate.com. Do not write it down. Do not Google it. Do not go there afterwards. Guess what you can get on DHgate, Dad? You can get a top for £12.50. Now, getting £12.50 approved, as opposed to £120, is a very different conversation. What could possibly go wrong? Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is the top. It took four weeks to arrive. I was thinking, whoa, that's a Tottenham top. Oh, look at that. The stitch work's wonderful. The fabric is wonderful. It's amazing. Hold on a second. What color are the cuffs at the end of the sleeves? Because the original one is a navy blue. This is black, and my son helpfully texts me the next day by going to the Tottenham shop and taking a photograph of the proper thing. Hey, Dad, look at the original. Suddenly, something that I thought was amazing, I've made myself a right killing there. All I can now see whenever I look at this top is the bits that are wrong. But it started me thinking from that to say, every time I look at it, I can see it. And even if I go and stand with another 10,000 Tottenham fans, and yes, there are over 10,000 Tottenham fans, and try to blend in, I will know it's wrong. I'll know that bit is just not quite right. And I know that when we fall into sin, from the exterior, the way that we look, it can all look good. But I don't know about you, but if you are living with unconfessed sin, you know there's a bit that's not quite right. All I can say to Oliver is go and read the fourth commandment. And for the Bible scholars, they will be smiling to themselves. The rest of you can Google it afterwards. It talks about obeying your parents. So, I could blend in unnoticed, but I know. We can try and blend in unnoticed. We can come here, we can be full of all sorts of sin, and it can go unnoticed. But you know in yourself, and more importantly, He knows. And you know what? All He wants you to do is to confess it. And when you confess it, it's like the end of these sleeves being turned blue immediately, it becomes whole again it becomes right again. The enemy is not a creator. He can't create anything. He can only ever counterfeit. And from the beginning of time, he's just taken those things, twisted them slightly and offered them back. Eve took a bite of that apple, offered it to Adam. Everything changed. Sin entered the world. Death entered the world. Wasn't as anticipated by God, but he made a way through for that for us. As we're thinking about this uh, counterfeit topic, which we won't talk about anymore, the mad thing is, as human beings, we think if we just keep it quiet, if we keep it hidden away, no one's ever going to know. And I've got a nice big 4K TV screen. And I always think when I read this scripture, when I'm standing before God himself, what's the resolution of that screen going to be like? Is he going to whisk through everything? <laughs> that I've tried to keep hidden and put it on display? I don't know. But I'd rather get it all out and confess now. So that reel, when I get it there, won't be so long. (laughs) Because it's going to be made known anyway. So you might as well get it out in the open. So there's a battle between two foundations that are going on, have been going on since the beginning of time, man's word and God's word. And if we stick to God's word, that's a firm foundation. If we stand on man's word, everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own thought process. Everybody has their own way of doing stuff. Wouldn't you rather stand on a foundation which is immovable? It doesn't change, it doesn't, doesn't shift. Standing upon his word is what he's given as his word for. Recently, well not so recently, I helped Jacob put up a Pax wardrobe from Ikea. Their instructions, I think, are some of the best instructions. I've read many manuals in the past. Some of the instructions are like, I can't understand this. With Ikea, they lay it out really quickly, really simply, and really easily, which should result at the end of that process in having no spare parts. (laughs) Jacob had a couple of spare parts at the end of it that are still there. And I'm thinking, there's a place for that somewhere in this. I need to go back and read the instruction to know where to put those pieces that have been missed out in the production of that thing. And this is how God speaks to me. Whenever there are holes, whenever I don't understand, there is answers in his word for us. We just need to jump back in and read and spend some time and stand upon his word because his word is truth. There's no area that's not been touched or mentioned you can find life as you delve into his word. You see, nowadays the problem we've got is that the scripture, the Bible, it's frowned upon. Don't be so religious. The book is old. Whoa, you haven't got time to do that anymore. You haven't got time to go and meditate, as it says, upon his word. It's a dated way of thinking as you know we're going through kings at the moment and we're basically pulling out parts of that and saying it's applicable it's God breathed scripture is it's applicable it's applicable for today it's applicable for us it's a way of us living when I stuff stuff up sometimes I feel like that as a little beaten up kid standing in front of a terrible God yeah want to lick my wounds and I read this piece of scripture and when he comes he will convict the world in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment in regard to sin because they do not believe in me in regard to righteousness because I'm going to the father and you'll no longer see me and regards to judgment because the prince of this world has been condemned and I meditated upon his word it's a good thing to do. It's not about trying to read an entire chapter and think I've read a whole chapter. When he prompts you, sit there. God, what are you saying in this? Unpack it for me. You see the Holy Spirit convicts the world, and I found this fascinating because they don't know Jesus. God has made a way. We say that it's God draws all men to himself. Can you imagine the Holy Spirit is out there bringing conviction to people that don't know Him, to say Jesus exists. Jesus exists. Go find Him. For us as believers, He reminds us of our righteousness. What an amazing thing righteousness is. You could do a whole talk just on righteousness. For me, that's automatic. Whiter than white. I'm a visual learner. And when I think of righteousness, actually I think, when God sees me, because of what Jesus has done, he sees me whiter than white. I have his approval. I'm the bearer of his righteousness. I'm justified because of what Jesus has done. That is good news. It's good news. Can't we get a little bit excited? It's good news, people because of what he's done I don't want to be blasé about it we carry something God's revealed himself to us he's placed his Holy Spirit in us I had a worship session a couple of months ago we were singing about the fact that his spirit lives within us I broke down and people know he's doing a baby and he's crying again I broke down because when that revelation hit me afresh, for again I was like This is the God of the universe that's created everything that I'm ever going to touch, see, smell, everything. Planets, galaxies, the whole shebang, and he dwells in me, in my flesh and bones. That's enough to meditate on for a whole lifetime. And yet we can be so blasé about it. Oh yeah, his spirit dwells within me. I wanted to stir your spirit up this morning to say God you are absolutely amazing see the enemy accuses us he is the accuser and that's the difference you see when you get convicted that leads to repentance (laughs) when you repent which means turn the opposite direction when you confess that thing you're set free again the only way this ends is with a condemnation which is an absolute dead end. Makes you feel guilty. Makes you feel trapped. Makes you feel like a failure. But that's all he can do. The enemy has got no rights to condemn you because of what Jesus has done for us. And I love that piece of scripture I just read then because the Holy Spirit (laughs) reminds Satan the judgment. He reminds him. Isn't that good? Every day, the enemy gets a notification. Judgment's coming. And we're set free. <laughs> so the counterfeit conviction is accusation. That's all he can do. He's taken what God has got there and he's twisted it for his own thing. Dad, you can't say that. My children say to me around the dinner table quite often, Dad, you can't say that. And my thing back to them always is, why not? Because you can't. If you said that in school today, Dad, you, you, you'd be out. i like, really? Is that what our world has become nowadays, where we can't say certain things because we don't want to offend or we don't want to upset. Yes, I want to love all people, and I think that's an important thing. Jesus demonstrated love to absolutely everybody. At the Fusion Talk I did recently, I sort of said to them, I sort of get where you lot are coming from with all this technology and all that stuff that's going on for you. When I was a kid, it was about giving four people a ride on the back of your chopper bike. We used to call it giving a backy. You Yeah? Fights back in those days didn't involve knives. You got a punch in the face and you got a bloody nose occasionally, but that wasn't it. You weren't at risk of being killed. There's only three channels on the TV, people. Do you remember those days? Yeah. Remember the little black and white flickery screen? Yeah. Oh, TV's finished. Now you sit there for about 40 minutes trying to go for all the channels, nothing to watch, nothing to watch. You've got about 400 channels to watch, but there's nothing to watch. And I'm telling you this now. There was no reason for a health and safety policy about playing conkers. (laughs) The world's gone mad. And we're letting it. We're in the world, not of it. Do we push back ever? Or are we just getting swept along with what the world dictates is truth nowadays? there's so much stuff that vies for our attention and our time be real is my particular (laughs) favourite Debbie knows this be real Oh, every day for those that don't know off goes your phone be real, oh I need to do my hair I need to do my makeup, I need to get right I need to be doing something decent, I'm going to wait 15 minutes so I can do something decent so I can be real doesn't make sense to me I think that thing should go be real, and as soon as you pick your phone, it should take a photograph of you there and then. Because that will be real. That will be in the moment. Can I encourage you, seriously, to go back and read Genesis? Go and get re inspired by an awesome God. You see, the spirit of the age has become about me. Now, is me good? Or is me a despicable me? Is this who we've become? It's all about me, Jesus. And all this is for me, for my glory and my fame. It's not about you, as if I should do things your way. I alone am God, and I will do things my own way. So often, I actually think this is how we live. That we've made it everything about our own comfort. That we've become a God ourselves. What did the enemy say right back at the beginning? If you take it and you eat this thing, if you disobey God's word, you yourself will be just like him. Who am I to be a God? I'm a created being, created by a creator. The world's become about, I identify as. When I read in his word, there's two. Because he created us male and female. And yet the world would say, now we're over 100. The world would say, be who you want to be. The world would say, lie with before you buy with. Do you know, when I speak to young people, I've had a very interesting chequered past and the one thing, if I could turn back time and change and all the stuff I went through, I'd be waiting for my wedding night with my wife. Of all the things, it's such a precious gift. Do not give it away. Identity. our identity is hidden with Christ that's what I want to identify with I don't want to identify as anything other than that, I'm a child of the king, I'm a child of the living God he has created me, he knitted me in my mum's womb he knows me what does he say of us pick one get excited we are a free people That's who he says we are. I do not have to identify as anything other than a follower of Jesus and a child of the king. Yeah? We've overcomplicated stuff. The world has overcomplicated stuff because it's not based on a firm foundation. It's based out of a twisted way of looking at things, which basically means that God is is not enough. But I know, and I hope that you know, that he absolutely is. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's not about me. Eternity is a long time. I saw a wonderful illustration done recently by a guy who was in a hole, probably bigger than this, and he took a long piece of red string, and at the end of it, it had a little tiny white dot, and he pulled it from one end of the hole to the other, and he goes, the white dot is our lifespan on planet Earth. 100, 102 years if you're really lucky. The red bit is eternity. And he goes, I haven't got enough wool for eternity, because that goes on forever. We're so focused on this little tiny white dot of a hundred years when eternity awaits. People amass vast fortunes for the white dot. What's their inheritance going to be when they stand before the king? Making him Lord, what does that mean to you? it changes the song from it's all about me to it's all about you Jesus and all this is for you, for your glory and your fame, it's not about me, Is if I should even attempt to do things my way why, because you alone are God and what's my part to play I surrender a couple of questions to think about as I finish I've gone over time, I do apologise Are you living life accepting the counterfeit? Are you on the outside all okay, but hidden just below the surface is a sin that you feel trapped in, that the enemy has accused you of? What does it say? If we confess, (laughs) if we confess, we repent, we turn around, we're set free. Do you feel accused? Because that's the voice of the accuser. And the Holy Spirit is there to set you free this morning. And is the world affecting you rather than you affecting the world? Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the foundational word of God. I encourage you as I said, over the summer, go read through Genesis and get inspired again. It's not a children's fairy tale. It's how God introduced himself to man. Thank you. on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at LifelineUK.